Live Saturday at 6. It's time for your weekly music and entertainment fix. Backstage with Sinead Nivorda. With all the best music, interviews and live sessions. Live from the Radio Nova studios in the Dublin Docklands. Hello, it's Sinead Nivorda with you here on Radio Nova. Thank you so much for joining me on this Saturday evening. I hope your weekend has been going rather swimmingly so far. Since the last time we spoke, Soak went and won herself the Choice of Music Prize. Congratulations to the Derry artist, Bridie Mons Watson. What a great night it was on Thursday night at Vicker Street. It's such, you know, a wonderful celebration of great Irish music. Back to today, you shall be going backstage with Miles Hunt of The Wonder Stuff. I'll also be talking to Brian Fallon of The Gaslight Anthem about going solo and performing with Bruce Springsteen. I've got the brand new single from The Last Shadow Puppets, the white stripes are in the live room and there'll be the latest in music news as well as gig tips with the Entertainment Guide. Backstage on Radio Nova. I will be playing for you a song from Choice Music Prize winner Soak. But first, we go backstage with my first guest. This month sees the Wonder Stuff celebrate their 30th anniversary. This is a band who've released eight albums to date, including their brand new one, 30 Goes Around the Sun. They have sold millions of albums worldwide. During the last 29 years, the Wonder Stuff have remained at the top of their game and play with such passion and an attitude that just sets them apart from the majority of their contemporaries. To celebrate the longevity, the band are embarked Working on a UK and Ireland tour, which includes Dublin's Academy next Thursday the 10th. And joining me now ahead of the show is from Miles Hunt. Hey, Miles, how are you? I'm good, good. Are you, Sinead? I'm good, thanks. Yeah. Does it feel like it's been 30 years since the band got together? I, I, you know, I wrote a book, published a book last year, which is uh, I Kept Diaries since 1986. Yeah. And uh, I based the book on on my diaries and I was as honest as I could be and it, the book just deals with 1986 to the end of 1989 and looking back at some of that I mean I always describe being in the one stuff it, to me it's just normal time like you know <laughs> I, I, I've, I felt like this in 1991 I felt like this in 2002 you know it's that I'm in the one stuff that's what I do that's sort of been my life you know yeah. so um it doesn't particularly feel like a long time, and the songs when we go back to songs that we haven't played for say ten years, it, it doesn't it doesn't feel nostalgic as such. It, I, if there is a song we haven't touched in ten years that we need to do on this thirtieth anniversary to it, it's been like wow, why did we stop playing this? It's great, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but when I was writing the book and reading the diaries and, and just reading what I'd written, and I, I sort of wrote in my I had more of a black country accent back then, and <laughs> I wrote in my accent, and it was quite weird. It's like, wow, I, I've really changed. And what's uh, a black country accent like? All right, mate, how you doing? Going all right, are you? <laughs> right. <laughs> it, it's, it's kind of a, it's a more sing-songy. Yeah, version, it's very musical. Yeah. yeah. It's just up the road from Birmingham. But it's, I love the black, and I'm not from the black country, but I moved here when I was 18. Uh, and uh, it's where we rehearse now and store all our equipment. So it's funny, you know, in the, in the 30 years we've been all over the world doing it, and then here we are again, back where it all began, and there's, there's something sort of very heartwarming about that for me. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, with album number eight, amazing that it's been 30 years since, you know, the first day that you walked into that rehearsal studio there. And So when it came to choosing the recording location of that album, you know, why was it important for you to go back to the scene of the crime and go back to your roots of, of Storbridge? <laughs> well, it wasn't. It wasn't at all. It no? Was, I, met, I met two guys. I come to Storbridge quite a lot to visit old friends, you know. Yeah. And I met two guys that are very in their very early 20s that built this studio. 
And uh, they said, you know, you should come and have a look at it. So I did. And I was like, this place is fabulous. Like, and then I got um, a, a live sound engineer who was our original live sound engineer in 1986 and who also produced our first demos back then. And he went on, he, he did our live sound for about three or four years. And, and then in the early 90s, he, he started a very successful uh, production career. He's a heavy metal and hard rock producer. He's mm. done The Wild Hearts and Paradise Lost, Napalm Death. Yeah. And then just a couple of years ago, we hooked up again, and uh, I said, do you want to come and do our live sound? And he's been doing that now for two years, again, and why we've been touring uh, last year, he said, look, man, you've never made a record that sounds like you do live. You, you always sound like a pop band on record, and you're a rock band. And he said, let me produce the new album. Well, he's from Savage, but he moved away years ago. And so I brought Simon back to Stanbridge. So it's quite weird. It's, it, uh, and none of it was a plan. None of it was like, this is an important thing to do. It's just happened. It's like all wow. roads just led back to Stanbridge. That's insane, isn't it? Yeah. yeah Man. Yeah. And did he ever try to steer you down the heavy metal route and introduce some double bass drums or anything like that? Or Not really, no. no but, but Simon's a heavy metal singer as well. And, um, oh, wow. He, uh, he, he, he sort of goes for that uh, operatic almost... Uh, Bruce Dickinson from um, you know, from Iron Maiden type of vocals, and while while we were, he was producing our album, he, he was suggesting melody changes to me that were in the uh, going in that band. I'm like Simon, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't taking any heed of that then, no. Nah, nah, no, no. Um, it was great to hear about uh, you going back and digging into your archives of your diaries from 1986-89 and the fact that you mm-hmm. used to actually keep a scrapbook. And I haven't heard anyone mentioning that in <laughs> such a long time. I mean, it used to be such an exciting thing of, of yeah, collecting all your memories and your memorabilia and whatnot. You know, how do you find things now, 30 years on from that, where we're now embracing the digital age in such a big way and scrapbooks and diaries are now replaced with the likes of Facebook accounts, of Instagram. So as a musician, in a, in a touring band who loves the live thing and, and loves doing something like that. You know, what are the changes that you've noticed or how would you compare it with, with how it was before? Um, I, I, because every, as you say, you know, you've got Facebook and various other uh, social media things. Um, everyone's life is, is kind of wide open and there to see. And it's ongoing, it's constant. And I, I don't think that we'll have... Like the box of diaries that I went back to, when I finished each year of diaries, they went in a box and I'd never read them again until, you know, 25 years later. Wow. And so to go back to something that's been locked away, you know, you, you see all of a sudden it's quite obvious how you have, you know, I think I've not particularly changed. I don't think I've particularly developed in any way. And, Boys uh, never do, don't they, Miles? They never grow up. <laughs> right. Sean Ryder told me the same thing. He's like, boys, just don't grow up. Then you realise, uh-oh, I'm 50, something needs to change. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so it's interesting to see that I have really changed, in, you know, markedly. And, and I think because we don't do that now, because we don't put something in a box for 25 years, because it's on the internet now, every stupid thought is in a blog or a post. Yeah. I, I think it's, uh, I think it, we're robbing ourselves of something in the future. Oh, you reckon, yeah? Maybe. Yeah. I might be wrong. I usually am. Well, <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> Once something is up there, you can't take it back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's up for all. Um, so, yeah, I do want to ask you about the live aspect, as I know it's very important to you. But first, I think it's about time we play some music from you guys. This is an absolute anthem from 1991 from The Wonder Stuff. This is The Size of a Cow on Radio Nova.
Music from the Wonder Stuff on Radio Nova as you are backstage with Miles Hunt, frontman of the Wonder Stuff. That was a brilliant single, The Size of a Cow. One of the many incredibly memorable singles from the band. Another that springs to mind is the cover of the Tommy Rowe song, Dizzy, uh, with comedian Vic Reeves. So, Miles, I will be asking you about Mr. Reeves in a moment, but for now, on to the live aspect, as I know that it, you know, bears great importance to you. How so? Well, uh, the most important thing for me to remember is I'm not doing it for myself. I'm doing it for the audience. It just so happens that I really enjoy doing it. Mm. And what I learned something about 10 years ago, uh, when I was just when I was about 40, and I, I, it occurred to me that all these old songs that we've been playing all these years, that they don't belong to me anymore. They, they actually belong to the audience because they, the songs I've written have been a part of the soundtrack to other people's lives, you know, that they can hear... Whether I don't know who wants to be the disco king or welcome to cheap season, it can put them back at college or the last days of school or their first boyfriend, their first girlfriend, their first doll check. You know, it can put them right back there. So the songs belong to the audience. So yeah. basically, where does that put me? And what I thought was, well, that just makes me the custodian of the songs, and it's my job and my responsibility to make sure those songs, whenever they're performed live, are performed respectfully to the sort of the expectations of how the audience want to hear them and they don't want to hear you know a ballad version of an old song that was a you know a rocking tune or a god forbid you know a reggae version (laughs) which a lot of artists have done you know and and if that satisfied them for me getting on stage in front of people it becomes a huge responsibility which is they're they're people that have earned their money and spent their money to come see what we do and I have a huge responsibility towards them. So I, you know, it's, it, the songs are obvious aren't exactly the same as the record. It's different people playing them. It's me singing them, but it's, it's, a, it's a different live in a band. So you're going to get the different characteristics of how other people play. But essentially, I think, you know, just if you were taking a casual listen, yeah, that's how I remember it sounding. And uh, that's how I look at gigging. It just also happens that I really, really, really enjoy it. You know, I mean, what's not to like traveling around the world with, you know, anything between six and ten of your best friends in the world and larking about? <laughs> so it is the best job in the world then, Miles? Oh, you know, I've never had... Well, I did, I did some TV presenting, I've done some radio presenting. Yeah. I was a litter picker at the Exhibition Centre in Birmingham. Okay. And I once signed people on the dole... Uh, in Coventry when I was about 18, about wow. two years before the bombing. So I haven't actually done a day's work since I was 19. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's really... And I don't remember what it felt like getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning and getting the bus into work. I, I, I just don't remember what that felt like. So it's been the best job in the world for me. Uh, and You've I've, done I've good. I've never regretted doing it. Oh, I'm well, happy 30th, because it is. It's 30 years now since yeah. the guys got together. So congratulations. The new album's coming out. Oh, no, no. March 19th, the new album, 30 Goes Around the Sun. And of course, they're playing here in Dublin on Thursday, we the are. 10th of March. So that's going to be cool. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to chat to me today. Oh, thank you. Uh, any other uh, collaborative um, projects coming up, maybe? Bit of a Vic Reeves scenario again in the future? Uh, no plans as, as <laughs> such, but you never know with him. I, he. He's one of those people that uh, that's born to rock. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I was saying to Erica, our violinist, my partner the other day, I was just saying, you know, we're incredibly popular with comedians and really not that popular with other musicians. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> well, did you ever hear of a band called the Duckworth Lewis Method? Yes. Yeah. So th- they very much have that same kind of uh, connection with. 
comedians. And yeah, on the record right. before, there was so many, like Phil Jupitus and all these different comedians were actually on the record as opposed to musicians, which is quite yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same thing happens to me. But you yeah. never know with Vic, the phone call might come any day. Come on, let's go. Let's have another single out. So, and I'd do it. I, you know, I've stayed friends with him ever since. Brilliant, have you? Years ago, you know, when I met him and... Uh, or 25 years ago, and we've stayed good friends ever since, yeah. Cool. Make it happen. <laughs> exactly, all right. <laughs> well, Miles, thanks so much. We'll, we'll see you, look forward to seeing the Wonder Stuff at the Academy on Thursday, 10th of March. All right, we're really looking forward to it. Thank Great, you. thanks a million. Thanks a lot, Sinead. All right, thanks, bye. Bye. Backstage on Radio Nova. Yet to come on the show, Brian Fallon of the Gaslight Anthem will be talking to me about going solo and on playing with Bruce Springsteen. Connor Irwin will be here shortly with the music news, but on out to the Choice Music Prize. I was honoured to be on the judging panel this year and I am delighted for Soak, who won the Choice Music Prize Irish Album of the Year 2015 for her debut album, Before We Forgot How to Dream. U2's Adam Clayton present Brody Mons Watson with her award. So I'm going to play for you now one of my most favourite tracks from the album, from Soak. This is Blood on Radio Nova. Absolutely stunning. From Derry singer Brody Mons Watson, a.k.a. Soak, that was blood taken from her debut album Before We Forgot How to Dream. 
which was honoured with the Choice Music Prize Irish Album of the Year 2015. Congratulations, Soak. Now, Connor Irwin of Radio Nova will be bringing you up to date on all the latest regarding Neil Young, Liam Gallagher and Tom Petty. So I'm going to play for you now this track from Tom Petty, taken from his debut solo record, Full Moon Fever, released in 1989. This is You're So Bad on Nova. My sister got lucky, married a yuppie, took him for all he was worth. Now she's a swinger, dating a singer, I can't decide which is worse, but now. Joining us now to bring you up to date on all the latest in music news is Connor Irwin of Radio Nova. Happy Saturday to you, Connor. Now, I believe you've got some great news regarding Neil Young and something a little bit different regarding a Mr. Gallagher. But first, on to some very exciting news regarding Tom Petty. Hey, Sinead. Yeah, this week we heard Tom Petty and Marvin Gaye are going to be inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame's Class of 2016. Nile Rogers and the late Bernard Edwards also going to be recognised for their work in Chic. Elvis Costello has also been selected by 
by a special panel. It's the 47th annual Induction and Awards Dinner. It's going to be held in New York at the Marriott Marquis on June the 9th. A recognition much welcomed uh, on all accounts. Moving on now to the ever-prolific Neil Young. He's apparently wrapping up work on his 37th solo album and he is going to collaborate again with Promise of the Real, who he worked with on uh, the Monsanto years. Young telling uh, Rolling Stone, it's not just music, it's a soundscape. It's kind of like flying around, listening to things with your eyes closed. And he says it's like nothing he's ever done. It's like a giant radio show with no stops. He says then, kind of oddly, it's like a live show, but it's not like a live show. And then he says it's like a live show again, but it's kind of based on a live show. So I don't know. Is it like a live show? It's not like a live show, but we'll find out in June, apparently. Ever pushing the boundaries. What an incredibly inspirational creative. Moving on to Sacha Baron Cohen, who I believe is taking influence from a certain Mr. Gallagher. Yeah, we'll end on a pretty funny one for today. Uh, Liam Gallagher has now responded. You may have heard this already. Sasha Baron Cohen was talking to Conan O'Brien, uh, saying that the former Oasis frontman at a gig, uh, the GQ Awards, I believe it was, that Liam threatened to stab him in the eye. And it's a whole very funny story. And he's kind of taken the mick because his new character uh, in the movie Groomsby looks exactly like Liam Gallagher. And he's telling a story about Liam and then... NME approached Liam Gallagher to kind of confirm or deny the rumour that Liam, when he was a bit bladdered, decided to tell uh, Sasha Baron Cohen that he'd stab him in the eye. And Liam's people then got back saying, Liam wants to clarify that it wasn't just the one eye, it was both. Typical Liam Gallagher stuff there, isn't it? Ah, yeah. I'll be intrigued to see what that uh, character is like. Connor Irwin, thank you so much for bringing us up to date and all the latest in music news. Cheers, Sinead. Chat to you next week. And that's over to you, Greg Gockering. What great new music do you have in store for us on Nova? Thanks, Sinead. New music this week comes from a former member of the beta band, a former frontman, Steve Mason. I missed out once too often I missed out and tried again I never really knew before me I never really tried again But I find But I find The song is called Planet Sizes, an introspective and universal exploration into the human condition. That's what it's described by, the record company anyway. It's actually inspired by Mason's relocation from London to Brighton. Planet Sizes is from his new album, Meet the Humans. Out about a couple of weeks now. Came out 26th of February. Universe makes me cry, but I... Mason's new album, his third, was recorded with elbow keyboardist and producer Craig Potter, and we like it a lot. New music this week, Planet Sizes, from Steve Mason. That'll do it for this week, Sinead. I'm Greg Gochran for Radio Nova. Thanks, Greg. I do love that one from Steve Mason. Such a good song. Okay, coming up next, I've got a great new song for you from The Last Shadow Puppets, and I've also got The White Stripes in the live room.